Hello, this is episode 11 of the Fizbo Smarts podcast. And we're still bringing you the best tips, tools, and techniques for selling your home digitally and online for sale by owner style and helping you save thousands of dollars in the process on your next home sale and helping you become Fizbo Smart. This episode is entitled, When It All Falls Apart. Now, I know that's pretty heavy, and we have had a lot of heavy things happening to us in the past month. And I feel as if, though, I need to explain a little bit. So, in December 28th, we lost my mother-in-law due to a sudden and unexpected death. They think it might have been blood clots or a heart attack, but one thing for sure is that my wife was not expecting this at all, and we weren't expecting this as a family. And this was just right after the holidays. My son, my second oldest, helped me, well, rather helped my wife install a new faucet for my mother-in-law. And she was coming home from a trip that she took to Seattle to visit relatives. And when she came back, she was so surprised because my wife had the keys to her house. So while she was gone, they surprised her with one of the faucets, you know, that pulls out and they can, she can wash her dishes or, or bathe their little dog. That They have a dog that's really similar to ours. It's a little Yorkshire Terrier, little Yorkie. And so they, she wanted to give her something to, to, uh, to wash the dog. So she came home. They, she was able to just relax and she saw that. She called my wife and was so happy. And we were going to have her come over that next weekend because she wasn't around to spend Christmas with us. So she, she was spending it with the relatives, her other daughter up in, up, up in North in Seattle. So we just thought, well, we'll just see her the weekend. And we didn't hear from her that next day. And we had some plans and we went out to, to go see some Christmas lights. And long story short is we came back and she still, we still didn't hear from her. And then I just got this sinking feeling inside. And I said, oh my gosh, you have to call her. And she called and it wasn't like her not to pick up the phone. And well, long story short, um, yeah, that's, that's what happened. She, she just wasn't, she wasn't, uh, she wasn't with us anymore. And they think it might have happened long before that call. So the moral of the story is that things happen that are outside of our control, even in life. And when it comes to someone close to you, like your family members, you have to really weigh the differences and you have to understand and, and think about, do you really want to go forward with a sale? Do you really, is the, is the home sale still the most important thing? And I'll tell, I'll dig into that in a second. And I don't want to weigh you guys down too much with my personal family dilemmas, but it's just a struggle. And, and we do have struggles of our own that do, we deal with through not even just the holidays, but just through other days. You know, we didn't expect this to happen. In one case, it's a joyous time because, you know, we, well, we did see her on Thanksgiving and, and uh, that was another thing, you know, we had plenty of wonderful memories and wonderful times with, with her. And she was just here at our house. And so it's not like we never got those wonderful times. It's just that she's not with us any longer. And that's just a really big shock to everyone and, and, and to me too. So on top of that, almost like right after that, I had this really weird thing happen to me where I felt like I couldn't breathe. It was just really strange. And it came up all of a sudden of, of at all times at New Year's Eve. And 
I'm a really big meditator, and so during this whole thing, I, I, I meditated. I was in the ER. I had to rush to the ER because they said, well, are you having uh, shortness of breath or tightness in your chest? I said, well, what does that feel like? And I said, I, I, said, I feel like there's a pressure on my chest. And they said, well, yeah, that, that would be describing it. You should go into the ER right away. So I just said, oh, gosh. So I started freaking out, and I went into the ER. And there in the ER... I had sort of what I thought was sort of like a weird heart rhythm. But what I realized is when they put the IV in me or the the thing where they draw the blood, it freaked me out watching it go into my skin. And normally I'm, I'm not that queasy of a person. I mean, anyway, the point was that I was getting this really weird feeling and my heart was starting to change. And the reason I know this is because I actually heard on the heart monitor uh, an emergency warning and the beeping started going off and I looked over there and I could see my pulse dropping dramatically. And you know, when they say in these, I take some personal self-development courses and I I love to get into like personal, like being the best that you can be and just living the, the best healthy life you can. And, and from a psychological standpoint, just being the best mindset that you can be. I've learned these things. I've heard of these things that you can actually affect your physical body by the what you think or what you perceive to be real. And it was interesting to see it dynamically happen in front of my eyes. Now, the nurse said that, oh, yeah, you must be experiencing, and then she said the name, I can't remember. It was just a real surreal thing. And then she said, oh, yeah, you're having this, and it's a, it's a, it's a standard thing when people get anxiety from watching them being their own blood being drawn or things like this. But at first she was a little freaked out as well. I said, well, what's that? Why is this, why is that happening? And, and she says, uh, I don't know. And she was, I'm like, oh my gosh, if you don't know, you're a nurse, you know? And, uh, anyway, so and anyway, I, I, I was in the, in the ER and I was meditating and I was thinking about things and my son has been going through some trying times as well, my younger son, and I was starting to think about him. And then I started getting all freaked out. I'm like, oh, well, I need to help him. And then so I started calling doctors for him because he's had some uh, issues with his back and wanted to get a specialist for him. So all this stuff started happening. Uh, and re- this was right after my mother-in-law passed away. So I'm thinking maybe it had something to do with that. Maybe it was anxiety. I don't know. I don't, I, they still don't know. And I'm still trying to recover somewhat. I feel better but it's it's it seems like it's a slow process. And just to let you know, the funeral did all, already happen. And I'm into videography. I love taking videos and I love putting video presentations together. And my wife asked me if I would do one for her mother. And how can I say no, right? And so whatever I was going through, this physical thing, um, which I think was also partly... I was also dealing with some sort of heartburn thing, but without going into too much detail, it had affected me in some sort of digestive way, I think. So I've been really cutting back on all of these fatty foods I was eating, which was probably not good for me anyway. And I've just been eating lean again and drinking just water only and just really reducing. I've already lost like 10 pounds or something like this, almost 10 pounds. So I think it's really helping me that way, but I just wanted to you know, just, I couldn't function. It was really weird. It was almost like something affected my nerves. And I just so weird. It's just, it's just a weird thing. I don't know what's going on with me. 
And, you know, I called my team and everyone I worked with, with my software development and uh, my media company and everywhere else. I just said, hey, I, I've got this, you know, death in the family. And I know I took a couple of weeks off from Christmas vacation uh, for Christmas vacation. But now I'm, I'm, I am I'm need another week to process all of this. And they were totally understandable about it, which was so good because I'm like, I don't know how I could function. There was a meeting I had and, and I... I was almost thinking about calling my wife to come and get me and bring me back. And it was so weird. It's a, it was almost like my mind couldn't function properly. And, and, and so that's, this is what's causing me to think about, uh, about this for sale by owner thing. And, and if we should keep going, um, hence again, the title when it all falls apart, but I don't want to be a, a Debbie Downer here or a Steven Downer. I just wanted to kind of give you kind of what's been going on and what the dramas are and how things are playing out because uh, the good news is I did I was able to do a wonderful tribute video for my mother-in-law I just happened to get the energy the night before I think it was a Wednesday or Thursday before it was it was a couple days before the funeral which is on a Friday and I was able to whip that out in about four hours time with getting videos from old, old historic classic photos of her. And then videos that we did when we, we went on a beach trip with her a couple of years back. And then we went on another one with the family. And then I took some sound bites of my sons giving their best memories with, with her. So this is, it was a really good thing to show the relatives, but, um, with that being said, uh, this this has just taken a real big toll on the family, and I haven't even showed the house except for a few times. Uh, I do want to recap, though, on the, the owner, or not the owner, the uh, investor, rather, the investor that was really interested. He showed up twice, once with them by himself and then another time with his wife. They looked really interested, and they sounded really interested in our house. They, they sat in our living room and talked to my wife and I, very pleasant couple, He's got really great values and he's talking about his family and and he he needs to get this money into a different house. But we they just never called us back. And I was just really, it just kind of floored me because they, they sound so interested and he's ha- had so much wealth of knowledge and, and experience in our, in our area. Like he knew historical facts and people that had been here in the early 1800s and uh, or not early 1800s, uh, early 1900s. And he, he knew all of the, just, you know, the the street names and just a really neat guy, but but he never returned our call. So, I mean, I can I guess I could take the hint. I just wish that he would have had a little bit more integrity to just say, hey, uh, we're not interested and it's because of this. You know, I'd like to know what the reason is. He's not given us any reasons. Um, and the reasons that he has may be, not that big of a reason at all. And we could help him understand and make a better decision. But without him contacting us or calling us back, it's hard to tell what it is. And I'm just kind of like, like I said, I don't have any energy right now to even deal with this. So I'm, we're, we are actually thinking about going with a plan B, which is our real estate list of brokers and real estate agents that we have. Some of them actually have given us amazing discount offers. Now, obviously, we have to make sure we get a, a real good realtor. We don't want to just list with anyone. But the fact that they're willing to give us a, a significant discount, and this can happen to you as well. If you decide to have a plan B, 
Realtors will give you an incredible discount knowing that one, you have the house listed already. You have the house on the market. This is a big step. They they don't have to do all the work. They don't have to tell you to get all of your personal stuff off the, off the walls. They don't have to tell you to get your personal photos off because you've already done that. So that's a very big, big incentive for them that you would have had this done for them. So they, they're more willing to work with you and give you a discount. And they, they did offer us a discount. So we are entertaining. Remember the one realtor I, I mentioned that gave us some statistics and those data? We're thinking about reaching out to him and working with him. So, And another thing is after the house has been dropped for $315,000, we didn't get any takers. So we did get a lot of people calling, but no one made an offer. And I realize that December and even maybe part of January is probably one of the worst times to sell. Now, okay, November, December is probably the worst time because there was hardly anybody that, that contacted us except for that real estate investor that didn't follow through with us. The other, the other thing I wanted to mention is that it's mid-January now. We're talking January 14th. So by this time... In 2020, uh, I'm going to raise the price back up, not to just 330,000, but I'm thinking 335,000, because we already saw that the property values in our area has already increased another seven percent, and so I'm just going to go back up to retail value and see what happens, because either I'm going to sell this thing or I'm not. The other thing is that uh, with entertaining a real estate broker. There was one real estate agent that I heard about on the radio that guarantees that they can sell a home in 30 days or less, or they'll buy it, something like this. So I want to I want to f- explore that as well, since we are getting to the point where, um, yeah, we may want to consider our, our plan B. So anyway, I don't want to have this episode kind of be, like I said, a, a downer, but I just want to give you the realities that there might be times in your life and situations where you decide that, you know what, I just can't do this. It's just too much. And even to show the house, I've showed the house a few times since the, um, since the funeral, in fact, and I just, it just don't have any energy. It's like, it's really weird. It's like before I'd go out and I'd be really happy. Uh, that's another thing. It's a whole other subject, but I'm just, I'm normally the, the Pollyanna, you know, the, that old expression of the person that's always looking at the bright side of things. And I don't know if it was the Prilosec they had me on. It was a generic version of Prilosec. The, the, I don't know what that's called. There's a that scientific name of whatever that stuff is. And they had me on a strong dosage. Now, since then, because of my diet, because I've cut a lot of stuff back, I haven't even had to take those. But the first time they put me on was, was the equivalent of, equivalent of taking like like four of these in one t- at one time. First, they were having me taking two in the morning, two in the evening. Then it was like, oh, take four in the morning and four in the evening. I was like, no, it was way too much. And I was really getting moody. Uh, everything felt like doom and gloom. And and I don't know if that was those drugs they were had me on or if that was uh, just the whole anxiety and the whole things I was dealing with. I was getting these weird dreams and it's just like, oh, it's just, I can't explain it. But 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 when I was showing the house, I was feeling that same way too. Like I was feeling down and and like, uh, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to be here, and I don't want to show this house, and it's just, I don't know, it was just the weirdest thing. So I'm just saying this: if you have a, a, a if when everything falls apart, if you have an issue like this, don't feel ashamed that you can say, you know what, I'm going to let a realtor sell my house because that might be your best option. 
that might be your best avenue at a given time in your life. So for sale by owner, you still are selling your house. You're just choosing who helps you. Obviously, selling your house for yourself will save you thousands of dollars. And I'm still going to do my best to try and sell this house on my own. That was my goal to begin with. We didn't know these things were going to come up in our lives. And we just want to keep going. So anyway, I know this is a really weird episode and it's not my regular, uh, like, go get them attitude. Uh, but we'll see what happens. And I'll, uh, I'm going to keep you up to date. I might do another episode here in a couple weeks just to recap and see where things are after I increase the price of this. And I'll also have another episode to show you and to talk to you about what happens when we meet with this real estate agent. I'm curious to see what their, what their pitch is for, for selling the house in 30 days or less. Because maybe I can apply those same principles and sell my house in 30 days, yeah? Anyway... All right, so I'm feeling a little bit little bit better now that I talked to you guys about this. And I again, I hope that this adds value and you find some value into this episode. So until next time, this is Steve Klein reminding you that yes, you too can sell your own home. It's quick and it's an affordable. You can sell it online, saving yourself thousands of dollars. But in the rare instance that you have to sell by a realtor, you can even save then as well because they'll come out of the woodwork and offer you discounts. Just knowing that you're a that you're a Fizbo smart homeowner who's selling their house for sale by owner. Until next time, this is Steve Klein. Have a great week. Have a great rest of your month and we'll see you next time.